Hi there, it's Nicole, and today I want to talk about how to onboard a new team member. I work with a lot of done-for-you service providers that are ready to hire. They know that they need to create more space from them for themselves, and the idea of having to take time to go through a hiring process and onboard a new team member feels like it's going to be even more work than it's worth. So I want to take a minute and explain to you the things that I think are really helpful to have in place before you onboard a new team member, and then also walk you through the process. And this ultimately is to help make it easier. Um, And I would say after working with um, a lot of, of business owners that It is most of the work comes from changing habits that have been so ingrained in being the one who is responsible for doing it all. So the actual work of onboarding a new team member and giving them the information is not necessarily the hard part. The hardest part I have found for most of my clients has been changing their habits when it comes to leading and managing their team. So just know that you are not alone in this. And I'm going to walk you through some things that I think are really great to have in place, but I want you to aim for action versus perfection. So there's some things that I think are helpful to have in place before you hire, but I also don't want that to hold you back from hiring. I don't want this to be an excuse for you either. Putting together these documents would probably take, um, you know, a couple of hours maximum, um, which could be knocked out in a, in a matter of a day. So I'm going to walk you through these different documents and then I'm going to walk you through how to put together an onboarding plan so that you don't overwhelm yourself or your new team member who's coming in. So the documents that are helpful to have in place before you hire, I'm just going to walk you through the list and then dive into each one. The first is a company mission and values document. So really stating your company mission and what your core company values are. The second is standard operating procedures. So based on the role that you're hiring, what are the processes that you need this person to um, follow? And we're going to dive into this more lately because that's a big one that holds a lot of business owners back. (laughs) Um, The third document is team roles and responsibilities. The fourth is your company packages, programs, and offerings. And then we're going to dive into creating an onboarding plan and actually creating a new hire onboarding document. So the first document that I recommend you create, which you may already have, is your company mission and values. This this does not need to be long, but the purpose of this document for your team is to really support them in decision-making, right? Because if your mission statement and values are done correctly, it will help explain to your team members what matters most and what is prioritized over other things. For example, if your one of your core values is delivering excellence to your clients, then they know that that delivering of excellence needs to come before anything else. So if they have a list of 20 things that they need to do, they need to prioritize delivering excellence to your clients. If you don't have a company mission and defined values, then take a minute to write them out. 
it's, it's quite simple. Think about what is your mission and what are your core values? Simple is best. And you can always revisit them later on. So if you do already have these statements, reread them. I have read so many mission statements and values that are confusing that don't help the team prioritize and, um, that just aren't really helpful. Um, so make sure it's clear and that it will actually help your team with decision-making. If it's too vague or covers too much, it's not going to be useful. Again, this should probably take you 15 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And then if you want, want to run it past someone else, maybe a colleague or a mentor, um, maybe 30 minutes total. The next is standard operating procedures. So don't worry if you don't have fully built out standard operating procedures, also called SOPs. For people who get confused around this term, it is basically a list of things in the order of how you do them. So for example, if you are a branding and web design business um, and you are hiring to have someone support you with delivering contracts, write out what that looks like. So after I have sales call, number one, send welcome email. Number two, send agreement. Number three, send questionnaire. Um, And if you can put some timeline around this. So send welcome email within 48 hours, send agreement immediately after, send questionnaire immediately after agreement is signed, give them one week to fill out questionnaire, right? Super easy. It's really a brain dump. It does not have to look pretty. The most important thing is that it gets out of your head and gets onto a Google document or some document so that you can pass it along. Your team then can be responsible for maintaining, updating. Maybe they have new ideas. They can put that together. Um, If you feel like this step is going to hold you back from hiring, I want you to ask yourself, how can you cheat the system? So Maybe instead of you writing down all of these things for the first week or two, this new team member shadows you and they take notes and then they create an SOP. Or maybe you use a tool, a screen, um, a screen sharing tool where you record a video and then they transcribe it and actually write it into SOPs. So you can make this easy. When I first um, started hiring out, I grew a project management agency and I was hiring project managers as I was doing the work. Um, so as I was onboarding a new client, I would record my screen. As I was building out a project plan, I would record my screen and I would just talk through what I was doing as if someone was sitting next to me. And so for the first few months of bringing on team members, they would review these videos. And then eventually we created SOPs around this. So the most important thing is that it gets out of your mind and into a a tool, whether it be a Google Doc or a video that somebody can listen to. And then eventually you can have them either take it and create an SOP or you can hire someone else in to make it a little bit more formal. Um, So... The next document is team roles and responsibilities. This is a document that every team member should have access to. As a small business, we're constantly growing and potentially people are shifting roles, right? Maybe you've hired someone and they've really excelled in one area or they want to take on something else. It's important to document these changes so that everyone, including yourself, is on the same page. So by having this documented, each team member will know who to go to and for what. 
So this can be, honestly, if it's two people or 10, right? You don't have to have a huge team to have a team roles and responsibilities document. And the basic outline should include the title of the position, the person's name, and a description of what they do, right? I'm a firm believer that titles really don't matter. You could be working on one team where there's a virtual assistant and they could be doing completely different tasks as another business um, owner, like another business's virtual assistant. So the description is the best thing to include. And then if you want to, you can include other things like um, their office hours, if they're virtual, their location and time zone. Um, again, this should probably take you 15 minutes, right? Because you already have this information. It's just writing it down and you can put it in a spreadsheet. You can put it in a Google document, whatever works best for you. The next document that you'll want to create, and this is really the last document um, that's needed before you dive into an onboarding plan, is your current company packages, programs, or offerings. So it's interesting. When I was project managing, I would go into a business and we'd be, you know, they would hire me to work on a specific project. And then during calls, they would start bringing up other programs and offerings. And I'm like, I didn't even know you did this. This isn't even on your website, right? So as, as being a CEO and also being a member of somebody's team, I can tell you that this is really helpful to have. And it also is helpful for you too, because oftentimes, especially in smaller businesses, we're changing and evolving and tweaking. And what we may decide we want to offer in one month may change four to five months down the road. So it's helpful to have this updated. Um, and again, this should not take you very long, right? You're not necessarily creating new packages and programs. This is just documenting what you already offer, what's included in the price point. You may even be able to copy this from a sales page as well. Okay, so those are the documents that I recommend creating before you onboard someone. So we have your company mission and values should take you 15 to 30 minutes. Standard operating procedures, right? Um, you know, as much as you need to, to be able to be supported by the team and you can hack it if you feel like it's going to be too much team roles and responsibilities. Again, 15 minutes, maybe if, if that company packages, programs and offerings, maybe 30 minutes. I mean, this is not going to take you a lot of time at all. So now I want to dive into the onboarding plan. So one of the things I hear often from clients who are onboarding new team members is, oh my gosh, like what do they work on first? What do they work on next? Or I onboarded this person, but I'm, they're not really doing what I expected. And I'm not I, like, I don't feel like I've been clear enough. This solves that. So I want you to take out a piece of paper or a document, and I want you to create an onboarding plan. So this is how it works. Beginning at your new team member's start date define your expectation and timelines for the first three to four months of working together. So this will allow both you to be clear on what it is that you want and when, and also be able to have a conversation with this person around it. So start at a high level for each month if needed. And then you can also dive into details for each week if you want. So for example, let's say you are hiring in an account manager you would put at the top role, account manager, and then below 
have sections, month one, month two, month three, month four. And I want you to think about, okay, if the end game is for this person to take over managing, let's say they're an account manager that manages all of your, um, if you're, if you're a done for you service provider, they manage all of your client accounts. Maybe when they, on month one, the goal is for them to, look at all of your systems, maybe create some SOPs and take over managing two of your, of your biggest clients because they like really need the most management. And if you could get them to get started there, um, that it would be really helpful to, to you. So maybe that's the month one goal, right? Month two, maybe they take on two more accounts Maybe they, uh, you can also set expectations around how often they'll be meeting with you. Maybe during month one, they're meeting with you a, a bit more, a more often than month two because they start learning more, right? They don't need as much information. In month three, maybe they take um, ownership over more client accounts. And maybe they, if they're a project manager, maybe they manage an internal project for you, right? This is all based on what it is that you need. And then in month four, Maybe they take over hiring if, if part of their job description is to hire new team members for you. Maybe they take that over in month four as well, right? But they've already shown during month one, two, and three that they can take over client accounts, that they can take over managing your account. They're meeting with you less. And so month four, now they can add on hiring new team members, right? The point is to not flood them with work right in the beginning because they're not going to have the information to be successful. So how can we slowly onboard them so that they are successful? We're clear on our expectations. They're clear on our expectations and that it actually works. Right. And then who knows, maybe in month two, they've taken it all on because they are just a rock star and it works right? So you can always modify this plan, but the point is to have a plan and talk to them about it to make sure that they're in agreement and that it is realistic. And then you also have a point of how to check in with them. So like month one, at the end of month one, you can check in, have they met the expectations that you've set out? Have they not? If not, you can meet with them and say, listen, you know, we need to talk about these two things. What what's going on? What do we need to change? Do you think we'll be able to hit your month two goals? Um, if they have or surpass them, you can say thank you so much. You're doing a great job. What else would you like to handle? Right. So this is this is where things get really clear and specific. And I help my clients with this. So if this is something that you feel like you need support with, definitely reach out because I have ways that I support clients with onboarding team members. So the last piece that you'll want to consider is creating a new hire onboarding document. This is another thing. I give my clients all of these templates and actually help them create it. But <clears throat> for you, you can create this on your own too. So after your new team member signs their um, offer letter, if they're an employee or an independent contractor agreement, if they're an independent contractor, the next thing that they should receive is an onboarding document. The way that most businesses, I recommend most businesses start with this is having a Google document. You can definitely get more fancy 
as you advance in hiring, but keep it simple, right? So this welcomes you to the company or welcomes them to your company. It gives them an overview of those key documents that you created before. Remember your mission um, statement and values, any standard operating procedures they'd need, team member roles and responsibilities, and your company packages and programs, right? You can link that all in this document. You can also copy and paste your onboarding plan so that they can review it before your first meeting with them. This is also a place where you can um, let them know what systems they'll need access to, what their email address is, if you have a particular signature that you want them to use, showing them what their signature should be, um, and anything else that you might want to communicate with them. So that is my overview of how to onboard a new team member without creating a ton of work for yourself, right? This is, this does not take a lot of time. I think people tend to get really overwhelmed. Um, and it can be simple, create, spend a couple of hours creating these key documents And it will definitely make a huge difference in the success of this new hire. I mean, you could spend so much time finding the perfect person, but I have seen um, things not work out with new hires because of the onboarding. So this is really crucial. It sets you both up for success and to have a really good working relationship together. So I hope you enjoyed this overview of team onboarding. I hope it gave you some inspiration. As always, this is a guideline. Feel free to customize it to you and to your business and to your company. And I will see you next time.